So, Demon Slayer, this episode started off with the creep begging this chick, like, please marry me, I don't want to die by myself, and I'm definitely gonna die. And so his whole thing is that he's this over-exaggerated hot mess and my husband was like oh he reminds me of the over exaggerated like airbender guy from my hero academia that he's just extreme emotions at all times and i was like yeah you know what i i could see that this guy's extreme emotion is fear just fear he's terrified of fucking everything and i didn't really recognize him at first like i recognized him from fan art honestly but um when as soon as we see his little sparrow i was like oh shit it's that guy that got the sparrow instead of the crow that's hilarious i wrote my notes he's not the pig guy but that's fine because i was honestly told that the pig guy shows up in like episode six you're gonna have a great time it's been more than six episodes i started to lose hope and then um we get this kid i'm just like that's fine i guess this kid he i see he has some promise to him um the whole thing he's gonna grow as a character i hope because a lot of people like him and you get walking like this fucking crybaby uh, i love that like tanjiro smacks him around it's like stop being a fucking creep he also looked down on him pathetic he gave him the oscar treatment that shit was amazing when the sparrow is talking to tanjiro tanjiro's like talking back to the sparrow the kid is like do you speak bird and he's like yeah so I assumed, okay, the fucking crow's not talking. He could just speak bird. And so the crow started fucking talking, and the fucking scaredy cat kid was like, holy shit, is your bird fucking talking, dude? Yeah, my bird is... <laughs> my, the bird is talking. They share rations on the road, and it was, like, the sweetest thing. Because this guy overreacts everything, as, um, as soon as, like, Tanjiro gave him his rice ball... My husband was like, that's it. This guy is like Tanjiro's best friend for life because he exaggerates things a lot. Instead, he offered to give him majority of the rice ball. I was like, oh man, they're bonding. He's growing right now as a person. This is great. He's growing right in front of our eyes and so soon. Wonderful. Because I don't know about how much I can tolerate this guy being this way. We also see that he has an acute sense of hearing, whereas um, the main character has an acute sense of smell. So that's interesting because he heard those drums before anybody. He's like, you don't hear those fucking drums, bro? So I guess if I can hear everything, I'd be kind of scared too. I noticed when he said his name, cause I know what he can do. I know his, uh, I know his special like ability. Thanks guys. And it's not their fault that I happen to see fan art of him using his powers, but I already know what his powers are. So as soon as he said his name, I was like, oh, that's a pun. That's a really clever name. I'm not gonna say anything else about that. You'll just have to wait and see what the powers are. I'm looking specifically at my husband who has no idea. But yeah, his name is a pun and I thought it was really cute. He has a really cute name. I can't remember what I was pronounced, but I know what it sounds like. And it sounds like his powers. We're gonna just leave it at that. So they find a monster house and this episode just becomes cabin fever where like they go into the house and it starts fucking rearranging like a Rubik's cube whenever like uh, a motherfucker slams his drum. We also get to see these kids who are like, our brother was taken by a demon and taken into that house. There's a drum demon who apparently isn't the same demon that fucked up their brother because they're like, that demon is bitching that there's another demon in his house. Also, that demon seems to not really work by sight very well or he's just real non-observant because <laughs> Tanjiro and the little girl is sitting there for the whole episode just like, Oh shit, don't fucking move. He also has like drums like growing out of his body, which is fucking crazy. And whenever he, you know, drums the drum, the house shifts again, which is crazy. Like this is awesome. I, I really like the idea of like a house demon that's just like cabin fever type of situation. I think this is really nifty. Um, Usually when you hear like a Japanese like drum build up like that, you expect, you expect some Japanese theater. You don't expect a fucking dead body to come careening out of the house. But yeah, the kids were left outside with the box and they were like, yo, stay out here with this box. It'll protect you. And they were like, the box is making weird noise. Bitches, I told you it would protect you. What did you think it was gonna do? How's it gonna protect you if it don't make noise? But they left the box outside and he's like, what the fuck, that's my very own sister. You know, his bedside manner is fantastic. Whereas the other guy is freaking out. The, the other guy is totally putting these kids into a panic, just the way he's acting. And then I love that one kid just snaps on him and goes, yo, man the fuck up. He is a wee baby and he's telling you to man up. There's a problem. 
but he doesn't want to be in this life. He's only did it as like, he only did it because he had a debt to pay. And this is the only way he could pay it. And my husband's like, oh, so his power is luck. Because he survived the fucking final selection, which it's the final selection, not the first selection. There were people better than him that died. And people worse. That guy that was a, that was a fucking snitch. He got it. I'm glad. Good. But this guy survived somehow. Maybe because he killed the demon and he hid. This guy hid until Tanjiro killed the demon and everything was fine. You know, they need to find the new demon for, for, for the proving. So I'm assuming you could just... Tanjiro, if you want to bag this fucking drum demon up and send him back to the company, send him back to see us split up into two people, that'll work, I think. When they're in the thing, the coward kid opens the door and fucking Pigman is just standing in there and I lost my fucking shit. I just started losing. I was like, oh my god, yes! Fucking fighting. And then he bounces down the hall and I'm like, yo, I already am, I'm already in love with him. I need more content. And then the motherfucker attacks the demon and is like, let's fucking go. And he's like, serrated katanas. I was like, yo, I'm hype.com. Like, people were saying that the pig guy was awesome. But I was like, okay, I'll see it when I see it. I really like his design. I think his little pig hat is really cute and fun. And he's jacked as fuck. And I want to know what he's about. But now I just love him. He didn't really tell me most of what he's about. He's about like, you know, I want to be the strongest fighter and that Dragon Ball shit. But he fights like a badass. So I'm fucking about it. And we also find out he's not a demon. He's just a guy wearing a pig on his head. So I'm very enthusiastic about this, this barbarian furry. I want to see what he does. So the pig guy's voice is fucking perfect. His little piggy laugh just brightened up my whole heart. I think I might have that as a text alert. He also has furry little sandals. And I was like, I thought I couldn't love him anymore. I was wrong. We learned about how the drum demon attacks, cause especially at the end of the episode where like the, he attacks with claw marks. We know which drums do what. And with that information, our hero's ready to take down the, the big bad. The claw attack he does with the belly drum, the detail on that fucking claw attack the first time, you could see the fucking different levels of the floor. You could see the mat, the wood. Go back and look at that claw mark through the, the house. The detail on those claw marks was so good. The background artist on this, rocked it um the little boy happened to get his hands on a drum and i was like how the fuck did that boy get his hands on a drum who is that boy we found out later that that's their brother he uh has the same dead eyes as his siblings so that's how you know but um he got his hands on the drum because it fell out of the demon while the other demons were having a fight apparently in order to become the strongest demon tm you have to eat a bunch of humans and humans with different blood types rare blood types oh boy they're the most tasty and they give you more numbers like they they rank higher in the demon scale of food. It's like steroids for demons. It makes them really strong. And we find out that there is not just the 12 Kizugi. There's the lower six. And it's like, damn, there's a lot to keep track of. You need to whip out a fucking Excel sheet to keep track of all these numbers. But apparently, um, if you don't eat enough and you're not as powerful as you used to be, you get knocked down. The ranking system is constantly changing based on how strong you are, based on how many humans you eat. So the ranking system's constantly in flux. And his eye, remember his eye, you have to have a special marking on your eye saying that you're you're part of the Ginyu squad. Well, you also get that shit crossed out if you move down too low in the ranks. So you are no longer in the Ginyu squad. You are now like in the you're on the bench warming squad. <laughs> you maybe you get called up if you improve. But you're a fucking bench warmer now. And that's the lower six, that sucks. Like cause you taste the glory and it's like Nah, you gotta work to get back into my good graces. That must be terrible for your for you emotionally if you're a demon. So we learn a lot about the guy with the, the blonde hair that he looks like. He his hair kinda looks like paper mache. Uh he, he kinda looks like one of those dancing lions with his hair. 
I don't know what that material is made of in like the the dancing lion costumes, but that's exactly what he looks like. His name is because his power is electricity, right? Like I mentioned before, like oh his name's a pun on the sound. Like in Japan they love doing that. Like the sound things make it usually becomes like name uh, the naming convention for things or like the name of an attack. Like in Dragon Quest, like the attacks all are the sounds that they make, like sizzle and sizzle stuff like that. And my husband's like that's weird that we don't have that here. And I mentioned no no snap crackle and pop for instance are that's that thing. That's that, that kind of thing. We should do that more over here. It's fun. It's cute and it's fun and it's a joy and I like it. Like, I think they did it in Egypt too. Like, cats were called mouths because they meow. I love that he was telling this kid, you know, we need to be quiet because the demons are going to get us. But he's saying that while screaming. Even though his personality is ridiculous, big ups to whoever's in the studio voicing this guy. Like, they are putting in 110% killing it with this guy's voice. He's funny. But like I said, there's only so much of this character you can take before it starts to get annoying. It turns out like, you know how there's drunken boxing? This guy is like sleeping boxing. He falls asleep and becomes like the most badass person in the world. And he wakes up and like, what the fuck just happened? Cause yo, in his sleep, he's fucking cool. And also now we know that like, oh, the whole like breathing uh, exhale things that access your hormone to do your like elemental attack or whatever. It depends literally on who trained you is what we kind of learned this episode just based on the boar guy. That whoever trains you, trains you in the way that they know how to do things. So like Tengu mask guy like was a master of water, right? That was his thing. So the master that taught there, <laughs> we'll call him Crackle. The master that taught Crackle how to do things must have just been good at electricity. Good for him because it, it goes with his name. So he got lucky there. Uh, and his hair is blonde. His hair is like electric yellow. I didn't really get a gander of what color his sword is because I was too busy. Oh, I think his sword is also yellow, if I remember right. Uh, it's like his sword is like gold. That was sick as fuck. His attack was super cool. And the way it was animated was just so good. This show really does a fantastic job of blending CG animation and animation together. It looks fantastic you look at shows like the dragon prince and even though i heard that the show has fantastic writing that animation just i can't look at it it makes me feel like seasick the frames per second it's too choppy and jarring and it's hard to watch it was kind of like the same reason like i have a hard time watching a lot of shows like that have weird animation it just kind of makes me feel nauseous i don't know what it is but like home movies also gave me that feeling home movies made me feel like sick also watching it but yeah sometimes an animation on a show is just will turn me away from it completely but this show blended it so well also i love the thick ass outlines on all the characters it makes them look crisp and clean it gives me that powerpuff girls dexter's lab like new generation of cartoon cartoons that happened on cartoon network back in the day it gives me that feeling i love that one of his attacks though the lightning guy is just and that anime shit when you run past the guy his head falls off so good because you can see that all the time and like you're bored of it now but like just the way it was animated had me like on the edge of my seat i love that the boar guy is running around indoors because he doesn't like being indoors he's a fucking bull in a china shop right like he's a wild animal he doesn't like being inside so i like that and i thought it was really cute seeing him run around and also we learned that he has self-taught style and i noticed by looking at swords yeah they're serrated but his blade doesn't have a color that's because he taught himself he didn't go through all this bullshit it seems like he had a vendetta against demons and said, nah, fuck this. I'm going to learn myself how to do this. And that's what he did. Fuck it. You know what? Dress for the job that you want. I would hire him if I ever needed a bore. Beast breathing is fucking dope. And the voice acting of the drum guy. Like, my husband was like, oh, fuck, his voice is familiar. And I was like, oh, that's, you know, that's the guy that plays Spike Spiegel. And my brain just could not come up with his voice, right? Like, I was like, he's Wolverine. 
Ah, uh, fuck. Um, he's the fine dwarven crafts guy from Dragon Age. God damn it. And my brain just could not come up with his name. It still can't. But you know his who this guy is. He's in every show. I honestly thought that he was also uh, Chizuki in My Hero Academia. He's just another guy that sound, that, ha that has like that type of voice acting down. The whole growling speak that he's able to do. I, I can't impersonate it, but I would love to learn because it, it sounds really cool. You could tell it's him right away, but he's able to do things with his voice that makes each character sound unique. Like Spike Spiegel and Wolverine. They're the same guy. They sound the same, but they don't sound the same. Does that make sense? I give a big ups to Tanjiro having, for having the best bedside manner ever. Like, I mentioned before that he's really sweet and kind and gentle with these kids. And it's like, yeah, he was an older brother. That's kind of what he had to do, right? As an older sibling, he was that way. Also, Tanjiro babied an entire town before the demons happened. Like, if you remember him going back to the town and fixing everybody's problems for them. He's used to being, like, everybody's dad. So he takes that dad energy and, like, it makes him a great demon slayer. Keeping these kids calm is really cool and nice of him. And he was able to help the kids come up with a plan. My boy Tanjiro. Since Tanjiro figures out how the drums work on this demon, the fight's gonna... The fight is, like, rearing up to be fantastic because he knows how the drums work. And we're gonna get a flippy, floppy, crazy direction house fight. This show has me now by the throat just because of the cool fight choreography that I'm expecting and can't wait to see. The boar's here now. The show really does improve with him, it seems. I think that that's all we need is to get past the kind of, like, bumps in the road of kind of, like, his solo journey to kind of figure out who he is. I think that that arc kind of lasted a little long. But I'm really happy that we're here now where he starts to meet more people. The D&D game always gets fun when the party actually meets and agrees to hang out. So I can't wait to see where this goes. Also, I feel bad for Tanjiro for having intrusive thoughts because I have them too but he's even polite to his intrusive thoughts the dude is so good he's so good I'm so glad that this is the new type of main like character the new type of main character we're getting because the world needs more soft sweet heroes the anti-hero 90s was appropriate for its time and it's cool to have an anti-hero once or twice once in a while but man these squishy boys are so good Mandalorian is the same thing you think he's this big bad guy he's just like he's just this smart well-mannered dad and you're like yes finally good this episode is called The House with the Wisteria Family Crest. It's a wordy one, but it tells you exactly what's on the tin, right? It's like, look, you're going to go to a house with a Wisteria Family Crest. This episode was divided absolutely into two separate but equal awesome parts. The beginning was this fight between the Pigman and Tanjiro. In Osuke, we found out his name is. The second half of the episode is like a adorable fruits basket style we're visiting the hot springs type of episode, which... I didn't know I wanted from this show and loved. The pig man is attacking other demon slayers. Apparently that's like in the rule book. Like you open up to page 506 if you're like, nah, I shouldn't attack other demon slayers. They're not demons. What are you doing? But he just wants a good fight. Turns out he, yeah, he's a demon slayer because another demon, he found another demon slayer. He was like, oh, there's a really cool fight where you fight other motherfuckers and there's even demons you can fight. And he's like, hell yeah. Fighting is the only thing that brings this guy happiness and joy. And you know, the usual shonen shit. He is trying desperately to fight Tanjiro and Tanjiro is desperately trying to survive. This is not one of those cool Jackie Chan situations where Jackie Chan is like avoiding a fight. Like, no, 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 I don't want to fight. And ends up beating your fucking ass with windshield wipers. No, this is just like Tanjiro going, if you're going to fight me, I'm going to defend myself, but I really would rather not fight you. It's literally in the rules. And Zenitsu over there is like, oh, he's breaking the fucking rules. You're breaking the rules too, by the way, but he, he I understand he broke them first, but you are continuing to also break them. So they animated the fuck out of this fight scene. This fight scene was delicious. They had a head scissors se sequence that lasted about four or five seconds, and I was delighted in watching every single fucking frame of this. It was amazing. And then that doesn't even talk about like the the fucking punch to the abs he gave that Tanjiro gave this guy a crap his rib 
and the way he just snapped back. All of the animation on this was so fucking fluid. And I noticed that Porky is supposed to be like ripped and jacked and shit, but they're not worrying about all the details on his muscles, right? They're like, fuck it. You know he has muscles. We made him a little lumpy. We don't have to draw all the intricate details here because hold on to your ass. We're going to fucking treat you to a delectable visual. My ass was firmly grasped as like this crazy ass fight scene took place. I miss fight scenes like this. And I feel like that's what I got into watching anime for. I wanted to watch pretty much like a kung fu movie, but more crazy. And if you skip on the animation and the fight scenes are just like, I have a sword and you have a sword. We bang swords one time and that's it. That's like when My Hero Academia has like their usual like when they bust out a really dope fight scene I'm just on the edge of my seat because they they added the drama as well every time this dude whips out you know puts up his dukes we're getting a fucking slobber knocker essentially uh, even when he doesn't want to be fighting the fight is fucking spectacular he put himself in a little package for no reason just to show off like look what I can do isn't this funny he got his head fucking crow cracked by Tanjiro and he's like Tanjiro isn't doesn't your head hurt if you do a headbutt correctly, you receive very little damage. You're supposed to hit them with a certain part of your head. You're not supposed to just go full on skull to skull like an idiot. Hit them with the very, I think it's the very top of your forehead. You hit them with that, you're good. Don't hit somebody with the flat of your forehead. It's not like he cracked Porky's skull. Luckily, he had on this pig mask or else it would have been a bad time. I'm sure there's some kind of structural, something structural to keep this pig snout from just being floppy. <laughs> So I feel like there's a at least a frontal part of a skull inside this mask uh, in order for it to not be flopping around or whatever. He didn't just debone a pig and put the head on is what I'm saying. Like there has to be some skull in there. I'm assuming he's being a, at least a little bit protected by, from this headbutt, but he still gets a really gnarly concussion, which as soon as he hit him and he fell down, I was like, oh man, he got a concussion. And then like, Tanjo's like, oh yeah, he has a concussion. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm glad that somebody's thinking about that. In this day and age, you know, we're, we're a lot more um, aware of concussions. So I like that he noticed immediately and was like, oh, that's a concussion, boy. And of course, this idiot stopped, like, that stopped him in his tracks. He stumbled around. He had a bad reaction to it. Like, the sounds he made when he was hit by that headbutt and got that, like, as a post-concussion sufferer myself, yes, that is the appropriate reaction to a concussion. Later on, though, we see him slamming his head into trees and stuff. And I'm thinking, because he has a big-ass knot in front of his head, maybe he's trying to push the knot back into his head. He's not too bright. He's a, he's raised in the woods by pigs, I guess. And he's not, he can't read or write, which made me really sad inside. Then I thought about it, and I was like, oh, maybe the friendship can blossom as he teaches him how to read. Well, it's going to be a real heartwarming, Tanjiro teaches uh, Inosuke how to read really really uh, emotional episode and I can't wait because I want them to be best friends so bad but they have this crazy dynamic of like no we're not best friends fuck this Porky's mask falls off and as soon as it falls off hits the ground you see that he's pretty as fuck this is a pretty man immediately Zenitsu's like yo he is gorgeous bro Tanjiro like stoically is like yes you are very attractive and he's like what the fuck what's that mean don't look at my fucking face let's just fight and you know what now that I see that you're really pretty and a person and not a pig monster. I'm gonna stop fighting you because it's in the fucking rule book, bro. It says right here. Did you not read this? The chapter that says like, should you fight other demon slayers to prove your superiority? There's just in big, bold, ancient, you know, Gregorian monk starting of a paragraph style letters. N-O. You should not. Don't do it. Do not fight other demon slayers. So I'm not gonna do this. Instead, Crow's like, we're gonna go down the mountain. And some kid, the kids that are with them are like, um, excuse me, that fucking crow just talked. So again, we're getting confirmation that the everybody can hear the crow. I thought it was just demon slayers. Like at first, it's like maybe Ta only Tanjiro can hear it because it's his crow. Maybe only demon slayers can hear it because Zenitsu can hear it. Maybe everyone can hear it and this crow can just talk. 
Um, I do remember like hearing like crows and stuff learn can learn how to say some words. This one though is full on making sentences and telling them what to do next. Like he's their manager at this point. Clock out and go down the mountain. I swear to God, if you don't clock out, and the pig guy's like, what's up? What's the matter? We're gonna fight. And Tanjo's like, did you not hear our manager tell us to go down the fucking mountain? I don't wanna get written up. And the kids split ways with them. And Zenitsu's very upset about this because Zenitsu is convinced that and he he wasn't sleep fighting like Jackie Chan's like drunken monkey. He instead was protected by this kid who chopped off this demon's head. So he's very upset that he has to leave his protector. And I love that he like passes out, so Tanjiro starts carrying him. I bet Zenitsu just wants to be carried by Tanjiro's strong arms. Cause like, let's be real. Uh, Inosuke keeps making fucking noise. Fight me, fight me, fight me. He's like that kid from the, from the, from the um, Looney Tunes cartoon. I want an Easter egg, I want an Easter egg, I want an Easter egg. And then Bugs Bunny just fucking relents and like starts losing his shit. I think, I think Bugs Bunny like hit him with a hammer a bunch of times, but that's Inosuke. Inosuke is the I want an Easter egg kid. And then, air quotes, unconscious Zenitsu wakes up and goes, do you fucking mind? I'm trying to relax in the loving strong arms of Tanjiro. I mean, I was passed out. God damn it, now he, now he knows I'm awake. They reach the house with the uh, Wisteria Crest and it's a safe point essentially. Like she's like, come in, we'll give you some new clothes. We'll wash you guys up. We'll fucking check out your broken bones. All y'all have broken ribs, congratulations. Also, you have a concussion. His leg is also fucked up. They got checked out by a physician. This is a safe point in the world. And apparently they're all over the place. Um, and they're sworn to help Demon Slayers because it's like, somebody needs to. Uh, also, maybe give them pay. They haven't been paid. The crow is paying us only in shiny, like, pieces of jewelry he finds. And while that is, while that is pricey, I can't exactly go pawn this because somebody's gonna be like, oh yeah, I couldn't find this. You must have stolen it. So we can't be paid in crow shinies. We need actual money for doing our job because we need food for the road. The food that they get fed looks delicious. It's tempura and it looks so fucking good. The pig guy is definitely an animal. He was raised by animals. He was eating with his hands. They're like, use your chopsticks. And I was waiting for him to say he didn't know how. That would have been another heartwarming scene of Tanjiro teaches Inosuke how to do stuff, how to live. I'm okay with just watching a whole series of Tanjiro teaches uh, Inosuke how to live. Also, I love the way Inosuke gets into bed. Like, hey ladies, draw me like your French pigs. Draw me like your French pork. How do you say pork in fucking French? At, at night, they have like, you know, when you're at a sleepover and you can't sleep, so you guys just keep talking and staring at the ceiling and talking to like three in the morning about really deep and important things to you. Well, Zenitsu's like, okay, what's in the box? What's going on? And the box opens. Of course, Zenitsu freaks out. And uh, the demon girl pops out. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? You've like besmirched the demon, like, demon slayer way of life by just thinking that it's a cool way to travel with a hot babe. Fucking gross of you to just carry around this hot demon babe. What are you doing with her? What the fuck? He doesn't know he's his sister, so, so Zenitsu wants to fucking throw down. Because he wants to defend the honor of the Demon Slayers. And after the episode ends, the pig guy forgot about the demon, probably because he has a fucking concussion. I forgot about the box entirely. Puts on his mask and goes to sleep while this is going down. And, well, he's a wild man. He's just fucking sleeping out in the woods. So I'm sure, like, just a, a bunch of noise and racket going on doesn't bother him at all. And it doesn't. There's a full-ass fucking Demon Slayer combat duel happening next to him. And he is he is sawing logs. So we're gonna find out what happens in the next episode. This episode is fun. This show is getting really fun. I'm so glad I stuck around. Can't wait for more badass cool fights. We might get one. Maybe Zenitsu might bust out his, his badass fighting skill just because he's pissed off. And then he might realize, oh my god, the power was inside me all along. It's like Wizard of Oz, only it's the power to kill demons instead of like, here's a stopwatch that looks like a heart. Well, that's it. Thanks for listening.